and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Adam Gobeski. I'm Charlie Wallace. Today we've got one very special guest. Um, did you have an idea for this? Well, we Adam, might have I... another one come along. Oh, okay. We've got uh, Paul Wilcox, friend of the show. Well, that's oh. the one who's coming later. Oh, okay. He'll be on later. Okay, okay. I thought I'd heard him come in, but I guess I guess not. So who do we have instead? Hello? I know, I'm thinking. <laughs> you can we have the fault to Frankie Muniz. And- oh, we did. Oh. We, we didn't get this. <laughs> this part's uh, off the cuff, too. I say we have. I was say we have a... I didn't realize we were taking it that far. We have Olympic snowboarder Sean White with us today. Welcome to the show, Sean. Oh, it's it's great to be here. Uh, I thought for a second you were going to put me on the spot and I'd have to play uh, my uh, second favorite podcaster, Paul Wilcox. <laughs> Who's your favorite? I'll never tell. <laughs> we need to compete. That's <laughs> what I'm all about as Olympic snowboarder, Sean I mean- White. <laughs> one of the nice things about the pandemic is that all these athletes can't actually go out and participate in their sports. So they're all sitting at home and sometimes you just send them an email and they agree to be on your podcast. If the, if the price is right, it's perfect. Oh, are you hosting uh, the prices right now? Anywhere from zero. Uh, yeah, actually I'm the, I'm the understudy. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I actually, I have to show up to the studio and uh, hang out backstage for each taping, but I haven't uh, hit the spotlight yet, but I'm waiting. I'll be ready. Do you have to warm up the crowd before the show? I like to, I like to cool them down with some. <laughs> Sometimes we play cool borders on the on the video. So usually they, the audience comes in a little bit too hot and you have to cool them down. All right, guys, calm down. We're going to start the show soon. It's too much energy mm-hmm. for the price yeah, is right. In order to keep the distance you know we try to not have them be too loud so that they're not ejecting too many particles into the <laughs> air so it's, it's really a very chill now so they're still filming during the pandemic i didn't realize this yep yep the audience at uh at full capacity i don't know if they're allowed to do that but they are so we've come up with the most boring game possible for the audience to play out of the show well so I initially I tried to start them out with cool borders on uh PlayStation. PlayStation. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But uh but that kind of got them too excited. So then I I decided to switch to um Nagano Winter Olympics uh, <laughs> for the Nintendo 64 and um that kind of calms them down. <laughs> Do you ever try Winter Games for the Commodore 64? Um I haven't tried that one yet, but I'll, I'll... I'll have to do that next time they get a little too riled up at uh, at the ski jump event. 1080 snowboarding. Oh, yeah. For 64. Yeah, 1080. The crowd really likes that one. Sometimes I think that they're just coming just for the games. <laughs> <laughs> do they get to play or do they just watch they're you play? They're not there for you at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I, I'm just like the technician at this point, which is fine. That's, you know. That's a job. It's a good job. He's best around with the AV the cables. The guy who pops the skin, you know. <laughs> the guy who like has to press down the uh hold down the eject button like with a with a paper clip while he's uh hot swapping <laughs> <laughs> my pirated copy of Cool Borders 2. 
they ask for that one, but I couldn't I couldn't find it. It's so hard to get <laughs> these days. How how did you get that gig? I mean, it seems very desirable. Um, well, it was actually so it was it was actually uh, Drew Carey. He he called me up and um, personally invited me on uh, to you know to be his understudy slash uh, I guess anti hype man. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, if there's anything that I'm good at, it's being an anti hype man. And he was like, I got some, you know, I got some PlayStation games, um, a Nintendo 64. I think like we go out there with, with that. And then you try to tell them, you know, stories about snowboarding. Uh, and uh, he, he, he seemed to think that that would be a, a nice way to keep the, the crowd occupied from not getting too restless before the show and not uh, spreading too many airborne pathogens. So was that, was that before the pandemic he said that? No, this was he. So, oh, it's not usually worried about airborne pathogens. <laughs> um, yeah, this was. I think that maybe he had access to some insider info. Oh, um, yeah. I. This is off the record. Please, you know, please don't uh, air this <laughs> because it was it was told to me in confidence, and I just uh, forgot that it was. Um, but but all the rest of the stuff is good. So when when exactly did you get hired on? And we'll cut this. That's fine. We'll do it. Okay. Yeah, I've I've been on the payroll since um, uh, February 2019. Oh, okay. So the virus was known, but we didn't know how extensive what? things would. We, oh, 2019. Oh boy. <laughs> I was like, uh, your conspiracy theory in us again? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, you know, uh, well, it was it was actually kind of in the prime of the season, but. I knew that it was too good of a gig to pass up, so I kind of had to cancel a few events. <laughs> but I think it was worth it in the end. And uh, now a year later, or a year and a half later, it's really I'm really glad I made that decision. And it's, and it's been a wild ride. So what's your favorite uh, Price is Right game? I mean, do you get to play them during the off hours? Like if you wanted to go yeah. you know, play Plinko a little bit, would you be able to do that? Um the the only thing they won't let me do is spin the wheel. They're real protective of the wheel. The, it's not even the same maintenance crew that takes care of the wheel. I think my favorite they they do let me. I I do hang out after hours sometimes because um, there's not really you know that much else to do. And uh, I like the one with the the guy climbs the mountain. I don't know why I can't remember what it's called, but uh, you know I think I think it's because the alpine theme it really speaks to me. Obviously, now I have to look this up. And I always want to see him get to the top on TV, and it doesn't always happen. So it's kind of nice just after hours to just, you can just keep guessing. <clears throat> it takes a while, though, if you don't know what the item is. Cliffhangers. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's the one. So changing the subject completely, because I don't sure. actually care about prices, right? How do you feel about the. The recently announced remaster of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater game. I I think that's a that's a great development. We were all waiting for that. Although I you know I kind of wish it was you know I kind of wish they they uh, put a few more snow levels in there, ice levels. Everyone loves ice levels. I hear. I think that's the general consensus. Is that the less friction in the environment, the better. Well, I guess that just leads me to my next question of whether we would possibly see a remaster of your snowboarding game or possibly of your skateboarding game, since I know you're a 
you're also a skateboarder as well. Oh yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll see a remaster of that. Uh, the The tough part is getting the uh, is getting everyone on board. You know, especially the soundtrack because everyone wants to hear that original soundtrack. You know, you you got to work with the record companies and got to call up MGMT. Ironically, you all, you all, you get is, all you get is management when you do call them. Anyways, <laughs> you don't actually get them. That's <laughs> so. What's your next snowboarding trick? Like you're always at the the forefront of the sport and like trying to figure out new ways to push yourself and all your fellow athletes. What's what's the next thing that you're trying to do? Because apparently 1080s have been uh, thing a thing for a while, I guess, right? According to that video game title. Yeah, I mean they were tough back then. I mean they're tough now, but not as uh, not as amazing as they used to be. Apparently the uh, the record snowboard um, spin is a eighteen hundred. Oh, see, I was I was gonna say eighteen hundred like as a joke, but now I have to go bigger. <laughs> but yeah, I think the next uh, the next snowboarding innovation. It, I think it's got to be the twenty seven hundred. <laughs> we have technology. There's no no need to to mess around. We just need to go for the gold. Yeah, I would think that if you get turning fast enough to do something like a twenty seven hundred, eventually you start to get lift like a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Actually, see, that's like why I, each successive innovation it's actually getting faster it's like a it's kind of they, they call it the moore's law of snowboarding <laughs> see what i've been i've been kind of thinking about ways we can innovate to get the extra speed that we're going to need to achieve the 2700 and it just came to me one day when i was um when i was visiting a friend of mine in uh arizona because he said hey i i got a Stop by, you know, he had to stop by this uh, shop where he gets like some specialty cooking oils. And I was like, a light came on in my head. We need lubrication. <laughs> so what I've been doing is devising a snowboard that uses this oil. And the cool thing about this oil, is you can't even see it. And uh, I don't know why that would be a benefit, but it's a feature. Um, but I think it's going to get us the speed we need on the snow to... Uh, to get that extra speed boost, that extra what what? Uh, yes, the the extra <laughs> that extra um, rotational. Uh, I was trying to do math. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're Olympic snowboarder Sean White, so you don't necessarily need to do the I math. I need to go around a lot of times, really fast. <laughs> and then somebody else tells you how good you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an eighteen hundred, Sean. Yeah, sounds right to me. <laughs> <laughs> are you allowed to put oil on your snowboard or i guess it's on your snowboard right that's where you're putting it well not under current rules but i've made contact with the manufacturer of the oil at the company um muniz industries who manufactures oh, yeah, okay and he's kind of knows some people who could maybe we're, we're kind of working on maybe either you know changing the rules or sort of like uh or maybe creating a separate league to kind of have this like enhancement well because i think that people would really um respond to it so you know if we can't change the rules then we'll just make our own uh better snowboard league with with extra lubrication (laughs) and it's fine for the environment he says 
it's it's totally fine for the environment. You can you can always remove it. It's not a big deal. I guess you're a pretty honest fellow because I would think that the obvious thing to do would just be it's invisible oil. So if you just didn't tell anyone you were using it, oh, well, I, I'll 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 feel this one because I know this one. Um, the problem with that is that invisible oil reacts with snow to create a pinkish purple sludge. Oh. So although the oil itself is invisible, the uh, the side product is not. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, makes sense. And, and Frankie's got like some real great minds working on that problem as well. Yeah, I think it has something to do with the bittering agent they add. There's something like that. Uh, yeah, you know, I saw the headline as it went past. Oh, the bittering. Yeah, the bittering agent. I forgot about the bittering agent. He. I remember mentioning something about that. Because otherwise the track or the slope or whatever gets filled up with special robots who are who want to eat the oil. It was yeah, a it was is... a confusing MSN headline that I saw. But... <laughs> I think I know the one you're you're talking about. <laughs> this all sounds familiar. Robots eat pink purple sludge created by <laughs> Olympic snowboarder Sean White. <laughs> Yeah, see, at, for, at, at first I thought it was something about pink slime, you know, just another <laughs> meat story. And then I saw my name there, and I was like, oh, I remember talking about this now with Frankie when we were on our on our press tour. Oh, you did a press tour? Yeah, we've been doing that for the past, uh, um, I've, I've been doing it between tapings. Say, Frankie's a frequent guest on our show, I'm surprised he hasn't mentioned it to us. Well, we haven't had him on in a little while. That's true, it's been a while. Well, yeah, he hasn't. He didn't say anything about you guys. But, well, I'll I'll talk. I'm sure he'll he'll. I'll talk to him. We'll share stories. Well, I mean, why don't we just get him? Like, why don't we just start a Zoom call and we'll get him in here with us? I mean, we all know how to use that now since the pandemic, right? It only, only seems natural to get as many people in here as possible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. You could. We could. We could try him. All right. I'll try calling him right now, and hopefully, you know, as we connect, nothing happens to your connection at the same time. So. Okay. Yeah. I'll give a shout if I drop off. Okay, okay. How will we know that you're connecting? We'll be able to hear a Zoom noise or something? Zoom. Hello? Uh, Hello? Hello? Hi, someone called me on, on Zoom? Uh, I think someone called me, actually. Wait, did someone call both of us? Yeah, hi, you're on the Gobeski Wallace Report. I'm Charlie. Oh, hi. Uh, my name's Cisco. Cisco Muniz. <laughs> Uh, it's nice to be here, I guess. I'm, I'm not. I don't know. I was just was oh. walking past my uh, my wall of screens that I have in my. Uh, it's called a den, and uh, saw that I was getting a random call. And since I love answering random calls, I thought I'd answer. Yeah, well, we were trying to get a hold of your brother Frankie, but I guess any old Munez will do, as the old saying goes. Oh, I can add him into the call if you want. Oh yeah, yeah. Why not? Let's. It's a technology allows us to have as many people in the call as we want, and there's nothing prohibiting that right now. Okay, fifty, so, hundred people, why not? <laughs> so hold on, let me just uh... zoom. Hey, uh, Frankie, it's Cisco. Are you there? Oh, hey, hey, Cisco. What's up? Not much. How are you? How are you doing? I'm um, not too bad. I've got somebody here from the uh, Gobeski Walleye Report. Or something? I, I think they wanted to ask us questions about fish. Oh, okay. I can answer some fish questions, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it doesn't harm fish. It actually makes them better. You can cook with it, too. Uh, we don't. We're not approved on that yet. 
oh, uh, sorry. Uh, it's been a long day. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Let's uh, let's do it. All right. So we've got Cisco Munez and Frankie Munez and Sean White. Is Sean White, are you still on the call? No, I guess not. Maybe he dropped out. But okay. we've got two yeah, new people. I mean, he said yeah. he. He's probably still here. He's. Oh, <laughs> I'm still here too. By the way, you being Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that guy sounds weird. <laughs> kind of rude. <laughs> Are you calling me rude? Well, you seem a little rude. It's my podcast. Is it? Or, oh, okay. Wait, are you the fish guy? Yeah, let's go with that. I'm the fish guy. Okay, nice to meet you. I'm glad you like fish. Do you have questions about fish, fish guy? Um, well, I let my co-host handle this. Okay. I feel like I'm losing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite freshwater fish? Let's let's start. It's pretty broad, but still, I feel like an answerable question. Let's start with Sean White. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, (laughs) I'm back. I mean, I feel like our connection is, uh, yeah, I feel like our connection is very uh, weak right now, so... You know, if right. if the connection happened to drop out at any point, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. But I'm happy to have everyone here now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, and it's great to see you again, uh, Sean. Um, I uh, just want you to know that the the new oil is is coming along really well, and I uh, and I think we're going to be up and running really quick on that. Um, this is off the record, by the way, Cisco. You know what to do. Um, I do. <laughs> Oh, am I supposed to put the scrambler on? <laughs> All right, hold on one sec. Let me just say I'm the boss. <laughs> you obviously didn't go to business school. This is my team. A muscle head, a bunch of yes men, and a doodler. Cookies are for closers. We can talk about this over a juice box. I'll get a promotion. The corner office with my own private body. Upper management. Can you feel it? Well, the truth is, I'm no ordinary baby. You're fired! And here's your severance package! Peekaboo! So I think that about answers all the questions, right? I've certainly forgotten about whatever it was we were talking about immediately before that. <laughs> I was talking to Sean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that does Yeah, I think that does it. All right, cool. So, Fishman, what's up? Uh, so, like, my co-host, I guess, asked... What your favorite freshwater fish is? I don't. I'm not sure if he was talking about eating or as a pet or just to look at. But uh, all three. So just you don't need to elaborate. Just in that that order. So Sean, if you want to go first. So oh, it was sure. It eat, eat and then catch and then look at. Is that it? Uh, let's see. It's marry, kill, um, pan fry, sleep with the fishies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll I'll. Uh... I'll go first. I think my my favorite freshwater fish is the uh, is the Arizona land eel. Actually, <laughs> I had never never seen one before until I went out to uh, Scottsdale to to visit Frankie. You may very well have to elaborate on that. I'm not sure I'm familiar. Uh, are you familiar with the uh, the children's cartoon Street Sharks? <laughs> uh, let's say yes. <laughs> okay. Well, it's like that, but with eels, so it's not as damaging <laughs> to the infrastructure. Um, 
that's why they can exist without you knowing about them. Mm-hmm. They use it. They swim through the land and they drink fresh water. So that's why they uh, are a fresh, technically a freshwater uh, fish. <laughs> so- All right. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Cisco? What's your favorite fish? <laughs> uh. Probably the goldfish for all three. Mm. Yeah, they're nice to look at and they're pleasant to eat and have sex with. I've kind of forgotten what the categories were. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could just sleep with them, you know, like the way you sleep with a dog or. Oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody mentioned street sharks. I started thinking about extreme dinosaurs, the, uh, the spinoff series. Oh, you might have to uh, refresh me. Well, you might remember that the uh, so the street sharks, right? L- later on in their show, they were fighting the Dino Avengers, and so that's because um, there were some dinosaurs, right, that survived extinction, and then they were captured by an extraterrestrial criminal and transformed into mutants. And then there's there's two opposing factions after they rebelled against the criminal, right? There's the raptors who are relentlessly attempting to spark global warming. And then the extreme dinosaurs are just trying to stop the raptors and save the planet. Wow. I don't know. They kind of seem less extreme than the raptors. Uh, Well, no, that might be true. But that's why Frankie and I are going to, you know, part of the reason that we have this, this oil production company that we've been talking about as you know a subsidiary of munis industries is so that we have enough money to create a modern movie uh cinematic universe based on street sharks and extreme dinosaurs yeah yeah i think it's i think it's got a lot of potential obviously uh frankie would be would be uh the star of of both shows Mm mm-hmm you know, so when it came to like street sharks, right, he would be uh he'd be Ripster and uh you know, John Bolton, no relation. <laughs> yeah, Real talk yeah. by the way, that's apparently the character's name is John Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh for uh, extreme dinosaurs, right, he'd be playing T Bone. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. Yeah. Uh, real talk for a second. I I had no idea whether you two are making up television shows or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's seeming more like these are real things. <laughs> the more you describe yes. them, but yeah. sorry. <laughs> anyway, continue. I knew Street Sharks was a real thing. I didn't know Extreme Dinosaurs <laughs> was a... Uh... Yeah, I did spin off so yeah we're real excited about the uh cinematic universe taking off um it's yeah we, we got a good feeling yeah so i think we're down to frankie what's your favorite fish frankie favorite freshwater fish frankie um that would be uh <laughs> um well that would that would be my uh my it's my uh my personal um pet moby lick <laughs> that's a fish um well it's i guess it's technically a marine mammal it's uh it's water though 
a freshwater marine. It, it's estuary. It, 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 uh, estuary. It's, it's it brackish, I guess. I'm kind of bending the rules, but uh, um, it likes it. It breeds in freshwater, and that is what is most important. <laughs> um. Well, I, I made up the question, and I agree with you. That is what's most important. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not uh, sure. Uh, how many there are left in the wild of uh, Moby Lick? Moby oh, so Lick's that's not species. just a name. It's a, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was Moby's Lick. That's actually where they got the name for for Moby's Lick. You know, the the famous hike outside of Scottsdale. <laughs> you can find Moby up there every so often, <laughs> along with any other uh, you know creature that needs salt. Sometimes he does a impromptu free concerts out there so it's just like a natural deposit of salt you know if you're feeling your electrolytes are imbalanced a little bit go up and have a lick put on a little show go home well no it's like he goes the extra mile to sweat out the excess sodium in his body and then it deposits and forms moby's lick oh all right yeah but can we get can we get back to our cinematic universe? I feel like that's where the questions really should be. Oh yeah, sorry. I just wanted to, I wanted to close off that other avenue. <laughs> really? I mean, if we got through the whole episode, nobody knew uh, Frankie Muniz's favorite freshwater fish. I could never forgive myself. So, so go on. <laughs> so uh, yeah, t- I guess tell us more about the cinematic universe. Um. Well, you know, we're gonna start pretty modest. Um, so we only have like, was it 13 movies planned at this point, Frankie? Yeah. 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 Trying to keep our sights lowered, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to keep, put set expectations too high yet. Yeah. Of course, that's just, of course that 13 is theatrical releases. That doesn't count the, uh, the video releases or the spinoff anime series or, Mm Mm-hmm. We're so the plans to start with Street Sharks and then do Street Sharks two, uh, two Street two Shark. Mm-hmm. Then after that point, we'll then do Extreme Dinosaurs. Then we'll probably do uh, Street Sharks three. So Street Sharks after next. Then um, we're hoping uh, we're still negotiating the rights, but we're hoping at that point to do a crossover uh, with the remake of Meet the Deedles. That is. <laughs> That it's in the works. Yeah, I'm I'm particularly excited about that one. So was it always your intention to uh, fold that in, or did you have to? Did you have, yeah, do you have to actively go off after the rights to that, or do they just fall in your lap somehow? Uh, well, actually, that was that was the initial uh, impetus. Oh, was to to do was to make remake Meet the Deedles, but then there were some rights issues, and then the Street Sharks thing came up. And, you know, we knew that we we needed a, a lot of money, you know, obviously to make these things happen. So that's why we branched off into the uh, the oil and robot donkey fields to try and, you know, hmm. gain the capital needed so that we could pay the high fees needed to to remake something like Meet the Deedles. Yeah. And I, th- I think by by releasing it chronologically where we are by that point, we'll really be able to build the uh, capital up with the with the street sharks franchise that can really fund kind of where our passion is which is meet the deedles and obviously that requires you know 
us selling a lot of oil through our well i say our but through frankie's uh outrageous outlets yeah obviously yes well we're you know we're finding more and more great uses for the oil is is the best part of it um as as sean knows um there you can use it for just about anything yeah that's right frankie yeah like we've been talking about using it for well you know for oiling snow-covered mountains and yeah i think if we can pre-oil the mountains then that would probably be the the best way yeah and get an even coat that way you can do heli boarding you know without having to care like fly all that oil up there now obviously i know what you're thinking and yes we have taken into consideration the problem of uh feral robot donkeys uh roaming the mountains looking for the oil and so obviously the, the bittering agent helps but we we've noticed they've started to to develop an immunity to the bittering agents and so that's why we're going to the next level and that's why we are building uh special robot elephants that will so i, I like you i'm going to use the word hunt them down but really what they're doing is they track them and then they grab them with the trunk and then store them inside the hollow elephant frame until such time as they can be uh reprogrammed oh okay. yeah that's capturing mm-hmm. right and so so far deactivating um, yeah yeah deactivate with prejudice but yeah <laughs> um and so far like initial tests have been reasonably successful we only have a 25 percent false positive rate when it comes to the elephants um capturing the donkeys versus other things and so we're yeah. pretty pleased with that i think if we can get that down to you know i think if we can cut that in half we'll have a case to make so yeah it won't be long now is it capturing all sorts of things or anything in particular with these false positives um oof. what's it been getting frankie um it's gotten well some um, real donkeys some non yeah donkeys mm-hmm. and some non non donkey robots as well yeah um, yeah uh, actually, some of our other units that we've been working on. It did uh, capture a small town in New Mexico, like all the inhabitants. Yeah, I mean, was, this was a really small town. It wasn't. It wasn't even incorporated. That, yeah, so didn't feel too bad about that. But um, you know, obviously, there's going to be some some setbacks when you're when you're on the cutting edge. But we've got some. Silicon Valley investors who, you know, they understand that. So, yeah, they, they realize that we're just kind of in our, we're in the building phase, you know, we're, we're expanding the product. We're expanding adoption for our, the, the whole oil platform. Cause that's really what it is. It's, it's not just a product, but it's really, it's, it's gonna, it's really its own ecosystem. I like to, I it's like a to lifestyle. Yeah. 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 And, and that's um, that's why we've been introducing some new additives to the uh, to the invisible, especially the invisible oils. That seems to be a really popular uh, yeah. part of the business, you know. So that's why we've been adding like the the coca leaf, you know, additives and such. And mm-hmm. people seem to really like that. I mean, they they keep coming back for more. So yeah, yeah, that's one. That's really a very we can't we can barely keep it supplied, um, yeah. but we're doing our best. So Frank, it does kind of seem like. As with last time you described your oil business, you're trying to cover the entire world in oil. And and additionally, I think you're also trying to get everyone addicted to it. <laughs> I mean, well, just like from my perspective, I mean, as a sort of lay person but, here, I might be wrong. But, well, you're just, 
I mean, you're that's, just not seeing the bigger picture. That's, here, yeah, right? that's which that's an is about is about making this Meet the Deedles remake. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, we would have that. I think once once the world once again gets to meet the Deedles again <laughs> for the first time, and and they'll obvious, see that this was yeah. all worth it. But obviously, right? You know, one of the changes that's going to happen in the remix is that instead of them being interested in surfing, you know, the ocean in, in you know, the new meet the deedles, they'll be surfing the, the oil shin. <laughs> the oil shin. So that's a little, that's a little, it's a little joke at Muna's industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> surfing the oil shin. Uh, yeah. It's just like my favorite Sonic the Hedgehog level. That's right. But in order for that to be, <laughs> I hate that level. <laughs> But it, so obviously, in order to be, uh, you know, not just a, a science fiction, but you know, something closer to to real life, we have to adjust the planet to more accurately reflect the conditions of the movie. Yeah, seems perfectly reasonable. You have to create your own demand. Well, but that's true of any product, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fair. You gotta be the change you want to see in the movie. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's that's one of the mottos that. that Muna's pictures. It's like we really we're very focused on that. We're keeping our eye on the Deedles. Don't don't give away future plot lines and, and movie titles there, Frankie. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you gotta keep your eye on those Deedles. That, that one was off the record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I believe we were talking about fish and the kind of fish that would live in the oil shin. Oh yeah, they've gotta have specialized lungs and gills, right? I don't think your traditional fish will I mean, I, I, they might live there, but they wouldn't like it. Well, that's why we've been working on a low viscosity blend of the invisible oil mm. for the fish. Yeah, so that it can pass pass through the uh, gills with with minimal um, effect. Right. We've also had some good success with um, cybernetic solutions as well to maybe higher oil concentrations because we're we're not planning on those concentrations yet, but. But the nice thing about those cybernetic implants, right, is that they take in the oil and then they analyze the particular type of oil that they've taken in and then use part of the host body. They break down part of the host body to create more of that oil for that can thus be expelled from the fish. So, it, you know, you, you basically have more oil than you started with. So that's a win-win win. Yeah, so it's like you if you get the implants out there early, then... They're equipped for the increasing concentration of of oil. Yeah, we we've kind of likened it to uh, like a a gray goo scenario, but instead of nanotechnology, it's just you know invisible oil. Hmm. So it's a some more like a clear goo, except it's not really goo. It's just it's just more oil for everyone to enjoy. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I guess thanks to the two Munez brothers for being on the show again cisco it's nice to meet you i mean uh i guess i'm not we're gonna have to delete all this adam is what we uh agreed to earlier but it's fascinating stuff yeah we at least learned some stuff yeah what our future will be like on this planet mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's coming we just we just want uh everyone and everything to be ready for it <laughs> yeah just you know create a nice reflective covering over the planet of oil that will Take the carbon dioxide and send it back into space. Oh, okay. 
So that's the sort of secondary benefit besides the meet the needles. Well, right, because that'll be the pinnacle of the series. I see. Is where they ride the robots that are being sent out into space, into space. Mm-hmm. You know, the carbon dioxide robots. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, uh, forward to that. obviously, we don't have to tell you, uh, Mr. Walleye. You know what's going on. Oh, yeah. I've been telling people about this for years. Okay, well, yeah. So thanks, I guess, to the to the to the Muniz boys, lads. <laughs> thanks for having us. And, yeah, yeah, thanks. We're always happy to talk about the the, the latest sharks. exciting developments in yeah in in movies and in oil and and robot yeah. technology. Yeah. What's the zoom over sound? Zoom, zoom. Although I guess maybe it was only one call. But no, it was two calls. And yeah, thanks to Sean White, too. We appreciate you uh, pulling in your two other interesting guests, too. I'm sorry you didn't get yeah. much time to talk during the second half of the show here. No, I was just uh, busy learning a lot of new information. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. You weren't aware so of that when you partnered? <laughs> we all learned a lot here. But I think it, it, it'll all be worth it when I do the world's first 2700 you don't want to like start out smaller with like a 1980 or something you just want to go straight to the 2700 yeah i think it's the only way (laughs) that's why i'm partnering with frankie and cisco on this one because there's no in between it's got to be right to the 2700 all right well thanks yeah it was it was uh great and uh don't forget to check me out on uh, on Twitch. I stream Cool Borders 1, 2, and 3 every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. All right. It's from backstage. Zoom. <laughs> thought maybe you'd be on Facebook. Uh, oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> All right. I guess we better connect with Paul. I mean, I think we yeah. said we we're going to do that almost an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, better find him. Zoom. Hey guys! Hey, hey Paul. Paul Wilcox, right? Yeah, this is Paul. Uh, we're a little, little late getting started here today. What were you guys doing? Just learning how the world ends, and it's not how you'd think. Oh, you had Frankie on. <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I guess we don't really have time for much more of an episode, Paul. But it is important that you, you know, lead us out here. You got to let us know what's your favorite freshwater fish. Oh, that's the walleye. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. It's it's tasty. It looks really gr- really pretty underwater. And it smells good. Ah, you had an exceedingly easy time answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Almost like you thought about it for a long time. <laughs> well, I don't know what the normal response is. What other kind of fish people are saying. But, you know. <laughs> Seems like a pretty straightforward question. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your candor, Paul. Uh, I guess for another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report, I'm Charlie Wallace. Madam Gobeski, and thanks to all our Zoom callers and also Paul Wilcox. It was good to pop in. Ah, uh, the pop in. Yeah, nobody. Well, pop popping in is back now. Did you know that the Adventures of Ford Fairlane is a like cult classic and like Hungary and Spain. Ah, <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> Apparently, yeah.
Oh, is this what you've been researching while we've been doing the episode? <laughs> yeah. That's, okay. That's our show. Don't forget, you can check us out on Facebook, just like the Gobeski Wallace Report. And you can also follow us on Twitter, at GW Report. And check out our website, thegobeskywallaceReport.com. That's probably the important bit. Well, yeah, I guess all the other links are there. So <laughs> if you remember one thing, remember that. Not your name, but GobeskiWallaceReport.com. <laughs> More important than your name. Is there a reason you picked Sean White instead of just Frankie Muniz again? (laughs) Well, you told me Frankie Muniz is like, well, now I got to try something different. (laughs) I thought maybe he wanted to check in on his insane world domination plans but apparently you'd rather hear about sean white hosting the price is right (laughs) we always need more material to tie back to to frankie (laughs) well it's on you paul to tie it in somehow oh man sean white may always excuse himself too in order for frankie to enter (laughs)